Good morning. You're listening to Morning Musings on Divine Mercy Radio with Matthew Hogan. And now, here's Matthew. Good morning, everyone. Welcome back. Today, I'm having a really good conversation with Bill Mayer about authenticity. Hope you enjoy. Well, relationships, though, are literally a leap of faith in a way. And it comes the same with marriage and everything. And I don't know how much you follow movies or anything, but one of my favorite movies is Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. And a major point of that movie at the very center is the fact that Miles Morales, when he's becoming Spider-Man, has to take a leap of faith and trust that, like, he can actually do it and that he's not going to mess things up because he probably will make mistakes. But that's going to be okay because he's going to be putting himself out there and taking a chance. And even if he makes mistakes, the end goal will be better than if he had not done anything at all. And I think stuff like that and the messaging you can get sometimes like that is still powerful and something that can be paid attention to. But like, that's something that we need to do in our daily lives too. And something that like, one of the reasons why a lot of people who are my age, I don't know if you've seen that movie, but love that movie is because it speaks to something in us to taking a leap of faith, which is something that is so often something that we're told to not do. We're so often told to just take it easy or get things done in the simplest, fastest way possible. And like part of our culture too nowadays is just like, get it done as fast as possible. Get it done as simple as possible. Don't take risks. Like that's something that you'll hear so many people in the business world talk about when in fact a major part of what our lives are and what makes them special is taking risks like asking a girl out on a date for a first time that's a risk you have to put yourself out there and that, that's hard and to have people do that is really good and special and beautiful but so many people are like you don't really need to do that and like our culture as you've mentioned today too it's just so overly like oh you don't need to do that just one night stands and hookup culture it's all there to be like you don't need to make commitments you don't need to take risks and pushing all that away when such a major aspect of what our lives should be and what can make our lives fulfilling is taking those risks and living them out day to day yeah i I glad you said that i just wrote an article about trust is a choice which is exactly the same way with relationships relationships takes trust that you're going to put yourself out there and that person's not going to reject you or hurt you. You know, I likened it to swimming and and then I, you know, I think it's also if we can't have relationships with people, we can't have relationships with God. But if you're swimming and you never just let the water take you and you can't float, but the moment before you pull up, like I trust myself more than the water. I don't trust the water. I know it works for everybody else, but it's not going to work for me. Then you can never actually swim. Same way, if you can't trust God and just say, I surrender, this is, you know, your will be done, then can you ever authentically have a relationship? And too many of us put our our trust in ourselves more than we put our trust in God. And that extends into our relationships. You know, there's a lot of people walking around. I find it very sad, like you said, but asking the girls out that will never initiate a friendship or never initiate a, a romantic relationship because there is the opportunity to get hurt or be rejected. And they're going to live all of life in their basement, on their game, connecting with a, a group outside that are not real relationships because they are controlled by that inability to trust or to put themselves out there. And, and so I think that's a beautiful thought. I think, again, that is the problem with social media is if you ask those people that are in that situation, they would tell you they have a community, they have friends, they have relationships, but you and I sitting here would understand they don't, and they're missing a very important aspect of life. And if we don't have relationships on this end of life, how are we going to have a relationship with God if we can't put ourselves out there? And so it's kind of interesting. I think, you know, Satan wants us all to turn inward and be alone. Mm -hmm. You know, Protestantism is a perfect example. What's the end result of Protestantism? Everybody worships exactly how they want to in their 
their own home by themselves. Well, yeah, there's like 55,000 yeah. nominations now. It's ridiculous. And and it's just going to continue to split because ultimately Satan wants us by ourselves and he doesn't care what we believe as long as we're alone and, and distracted. The big thing for me throughout like growing up in the Catholic faith was like I was raised with a Catholic education and it felt and it was just normal. But I also kind of learned over time that it's important to have faith that you actually have to think about the Catholic faith and not just take it all for granted because there are parts of it that are like that people are going to come up to you and be like okay here's some questions and if you don't actually like come to a personal understanding of why those questions are answered by the Catholic faith you're just easily going to be led away because it's really easy for people to be like oh I have this question about the Blessed Virgin Mary and for someone who doesn't have a relationship with the faith even if they have their information they're just going to be like okay here's the information but like what, what are you going to do with it? if you don't have a relationship with God and with Mary and what God's going to do. Because God, God in a way, like God doesn't take risks. He's perfect. But God did put himself out there originally creating humanity because God already knew what was going to happen. He already knew we'd turn away from him in a way. He knew everything that was already going to happen. And he still said, you know what? I'm going to give you a second chance. I'm still going to allow you to choose me and I'm going to sacrifice on the cross. Like Jesus literally went on the cross to go ahead and be like, you know what? I'm not giving up on you, which is powerful. God puts himself out there for us in the most perfect example of a relationship possible. And what do we do with that? Yeah, I think I think there's some great things in there, some images too. I, I started thinking of as you were talking about, you know, God allowed rejection to happen twice, essentially, you know, in the garden and but then also on the cross. And, you know, that's the thing Satan can't handle is is rejection because of his pride. And and so that's kind of an interesting thing to think about a little bit is just coming, being born and knowing that the world was gonna reject you and still rejects you today in, in many ways. It, it's a good lesson for us. I, I agree with you on the on the part of needing to grow a little bit to be able to handle some of those challenges that are going to happen. You know, I grew up in Hayes. I actually went to Hayes High, but everybody I knew, all our teachers were Catholic. Everybody saw each other at, at CYO. I mean, it felt like a Catholic school without it being a Catholic school. We obviously had a Catholic school in town. So growing up, obviously, I was never challenged in my faith. And it wasn't until we left that you actually got challenged a little bit. And then there's a poem that talks about that good timber can only be created when you have to fight for the sun and you have to fight for water and you have to fight for soil and those sort of things. And so I think it's good for young people to handle some of that adversity, which actually social media can expose them to a little bit and to be able to withstand that because it's going to allow them to develop some some toughness and, and some roots to be able to stay connected. And then obviously their prayer life, you know, God will help develop roots as they go as well. But uh, but I do think there are a lot of kids coming out of Catholic schools or Catholic education families. The second they hit a college campus, they're not ready to defend their faith. They don't know the answers. And as soon as it looks like they don't know what they're talking about, then they're gone. And then I think that's a concerning thing for us. Yeah. And that's been, that's been a major important part of what Focus has been after too, which what they've done is just incredible in many, many ways. I don't know if you want to get into that because that's an entirely topic of its own that we could probably cover for hours. Yeah. But it's just been powerful to see what has been done by ministries on campuses to be like, okay, the Catholic Church does have answers. We do have example and you just have to ask. I do love Focus. One of the things that you thought of when, or that I thought of when you said that is, is one of the guys who played for me about five years ago is a Focus missionary now and he, he was hoping for this <laughs> location or this location and he got Oregon, uh, the University of Oregon. And so he is in a hotbed of like, you walk up there and you're going to become a martyr immediately when you step on that campus. And it's been fun for me to watch him go through that. And and he's he's tough as nails anyway. And But, you know, I think to myself, you know, these focused ministers, they're 22 to 
26 years old, they have so much more courage than most people that are walking around on this planet to be able to walk into what would be considered some of our most hostile, like our public universities are some of the most hostile places towards the faith right now. And to be able to build up massive communities and bring souls to Christ, like mm. well, what an amazing organization and amazing people. It makes me feel like a failure in life as I watch those guys do that, <laughs> which is good that they're out there doing that. Everybody has their own place and important things to do. And like, it's just, it's been a gift that God has given us to really allow people to have started that in the first place. And then for so many people to jump on and push through and act with it because it's not easy. No, and in fact, you know, other religions that sometimes do a better job than Catholicism does at, at evangelization in the way that we're supposed to. You know, we make fun of sometimes the Jehovah Witnesses because they'll walk around and knock on doors. But at the same time, there's always a little element in my mind that goes, why aren't we doing the same thing? If we value every human soul that is on this planet, why are we not walking around trying to find those that don't have Christ? Why are we walking past people or passing up opportunities to go hang out with people who already are like-minded when there's a whole world that, you know, and I think, that, again, that's the Eucharistic revival for us is, you know, the fourth step of the parish year of the Eucharistic revival is missionary and, and the idea that you are a living tabernacle to bring Christ out into the world. And everybody you interact with is someone that Jesus needs you to bring him to. And I think that's a beautiful thought that, that I hope is a result of, of the Eucharistic revival. We will now return to the Sunrise Morning Show.